Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I have three amazing, beautiful souls on this podcast today, and I wanted to give you a little introduction as to who they are. Argelia and Anna, and I'll tell you more about them after, but Roseanne, Roseanne Delmain is SVP, Neighborhood Lending Production Manager for a national bank, and uh, she's an accomplished senior manager with diverse management experience, and she has demonstrated a record of high performance in development and implementation of programs in the following areas community development, affordable lending programs, consumer education, project management, administration, multicultural market expertise, communications, compliance, and training. Wow, this woman is a powerhouse. But you're going to learn a little bit more how this connection blossomed. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Argelia Atilano. And she is the author of Grandes Dreamers, along with Ana Alvarado, who's also the illustrator of Grandes Dreamers. So, okay, let's talk about Argelia. Argelia became the leading female voice of El Show de Omar y Argelia on Caleb 107.5 FM in Los Angeles, California. Along with her husband, Omar Velasco, she accompanied Hispanic families daily for a total of 20 years on Univision's radio's morning show, which recently ended. And it ended, but something something happened. She created an amazing book called Grandest Dreamers, and we're going to be talking more about that. And so, you know, this is not her first book. Her first book was with her husband, and they wrote together Amor al Aire, which also became a bestseller. And I know that Grandes Dreamers will become a bestseller because it's about these wonderful Latina trailblazers that deserve to be mentioned. So, and then not only that, amigas, Ana Alvarado is the illustrator of this amazing book. So Ana is a Latinx artist and storyteller. 
Her inspiring art explores the human spirit in all its intricate facets. Infused with thought-provoking, vibrant, and emotional rawness, her paintings and drawings capture her experience as a Latinx woman in the U.S. Anna's empowering artwork has been sought out by a multitude of collectors, patrons, and has been featured on major television and digital media networks, as well as in numerous prominent printed and online productions and publications. Oh my goodness, amigas, you're in for an amazing treat. These are these epic amigas that have written and illustrated and connected with this beautiful children's book called Grandes Dreamers. So without further ado, this is Argelia Ana and Roseanne Jalmain. So amigas, welcome so much here to Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. Yay. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Jackie. Ana. <laughs> oh my God. It's what a treat. How amazing to have these amazing, beautiful, oh God, I feel so lucky. I am the luckiest woman on this planet because I get to do something that I enjoy doing, which is interviewing badass Latinas on this podcast. So the name of the podcast is Amiga Handle Your Shit. And of course, we are going to tell you how they have been handling their shit, amigas, and I'm excited. So, <laughs> Let me go bring the wine. Actually, I would, I would, but it's the girls. It's still kind of daylight, and I don't want my little girls to be like, "Mommy," they told me, "Mommy." They'll understand when they're in college, (laughs) (laughs) or when they have kids. Especially, especially when they have kids, right? Yes. Oh my goodness. So, amigas, I like to know. How did this amazing connection happen? Because a beautiful book as this one, this children's book was made, it just doesn't happen automatically. There has to be some sort of love, some sort of soul searching, something that connected all three of you. So let me start with Roseanne, because I know Roseanne is like the connector of the connectors. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So Roseanne, please tell us, how did this endeavor happen? So Jackie, you mentioned, you know, luck. I don't believe in luck. I think I'm the most unlucky person in the world, but I do believe in divine intervention and destiny. And so I was a big fan of Caleb and used to listen every morning on my commute to work to Arherian Omar. But one afternoon I was driving home and another broadcaster was actually interviewing them. And so I had the opportunity to hear Angelia talk about her story, about how she was raised by an immigrant mother, single mother, and how she had to walk to school, you know, because they didn't have money for the bus. And I was intrigued. So at the same time, you know, I was part of a nonprofit, Proyecto Pastoral, and we were going to do a Woman of Impact event. And I said, oh, my goodness, Angelia needs to be part of this event and because she is a story of these immigrant women that Proyecto Pastoral serves. So my brain started working. I said, how can I get a hold of her? So another connection, which is how I met Anna. So a friend of mine owned a 
an art gallery, Chimayas in East LA. And he used to tell me that Angelia used to shop there. Okay. And that's how I met Anna because she had her beautiful artwork displayed there. So anyway, so then I also knew some people at Univision. And so I basically started making calls and said, how can I, you know, get in touch with Angelia? Because I always know that a warm introduction is better than just a random email. And so I connected with Algeria. I basically then asked her and told her about Proyecto. We did a visit. She fell in love and she said yes. So when we did that event, you know, we gave Algeria, who is a moderator, and the women that were on the panel an award. And I believe, I mean, we've all gotten plaques, you know, what do we do with them? We put them on our wall, but we don't really. And I wanted it to be more. So that's when I thought about Anna. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go to Anna and say, can I use your beautiful artwork and, you know, frame and give those away as the award, you know, with personalized with the plaque with their names. And so that's how this connection happened. And then they could tell the story of how they partnered together to to illustrate the book. Wow. You know what? That's like, like you said, it's the divine intervention, the divine connection. I mean, really, step by step by step by step, you were guided. And finally, you were able to meet Argelia through Anna. Okay. So now, now we know this amazing connection. Who spoke to who first? Roseanne spoke to me first. Okay. And yes, just from from the very first moment, I saw her passion for this community organization, which I had never heard of. And I felt ashamed of myself. Oh my gosh, like I grew up in East LA, Boyle Heights. How come I don't know about Proyecto Pastoral? So I was, I'll always be grateful to Roseanne for introducing me to this wonderful organization that as soon as I stepped in and met Cynthia and the staff, I was blown away by the amazing work that they do for the women, the, the single moms, the moms that are working and don't know where to leave their children, the homeless moms, the homeless. It, it was just, I was blown away by all their, their work. And as soon as um, they offered me this privilege of moderating this event for women that are looking for guidance, I said, of course. I was very nervous. I will admit it. I was very nervous because I had never done something like that for this organization. But I felt so at home. I felt so comfortable. I mean, I think Roseanne remembers once I start, you know, and Anna knows this too. Once I'm always nervous in the beginning, but people assume that I can just speak and be so relaxed about it. But one thing is to speak in front of a mic with nobody looking at you except for your husband. (laughs) And another thing is to speak to actual people. But just to see those faces, I saw my mom. I saw my mom in that audience. And I just felt like this is the daughter. I'm representing their daughter you know, and then to meet powerful women on the panel and then to get introduced with this beautiful award, which is, you're right, Roseanne, I can flip the camera here and show you all the awards right there and they'll stay right there, but they're just nothing like Anna's, nothing like Anna's, which is her art. At the time I was looking for an illustrator because I was already thinking of writing this children's book because of what Camila, my daughter had seen in her classroom the deficiency of Latina stories and instruction and books. So I was already brewing, like, I need to write a book about including our Latina figures, trailblazers. But I was like, I need a badass Latina artist. And I want her to be a mom. And if she can be from East LA, 
from the barrio, that's even better. Even oh, better. Oh, and if he has a girl, bingo. Wow. And it was Anna, like everything I had envisioned. Oh, and get this. If her name starts with an A and her last name starts with an A like me, I think I can drop the oh mic. My, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You definitely dropped the mic on that With a double A team. Yes. Double A team. Oh, I like that. I double like A team. That. Yes. So, okay. So, then you meet your double A. And I then my the double A team through her art. And so then the conversation starts how? Like, did you guys meet at a coffee shop? Or? It started thanks to social media. As soon as I came home with this beautiful frame, which I just told Camila to bring it over so I can show it to you. I took a picture of it because I wanted to show it off. And I wanted to thank Rick Pastoral for having me. And I wanted to also, so I, I, I shared that on my, on my Instagram account and her fans came out. Her followers came out saying that's Ana Alvarado's art. That's Ana Alvarado's art. And I had seen her name on the bottom. Yeah. But the way they blew it up, like, that's Ana Alvarado's art. I love her <laughs> art. And they tagged her on the comments. And that's when I went, bleep. And there was her whole beautiful, vibrant world on Instagram. And I said, gracias Dios. This is what I want for the book. DM her. I kid you not, two hours later, maybe, at the most, and I replied, less than a week later, we were having coffee in downtown LA, talking about the, collective dream. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. And and so how, take the yes. rest. How was yeah. that? So the beauty of it is that when Roseanne came in to pick the pieces, I was intrigued by how thoughtful she was about picking each piece for each of the women. It wasn't like, oh, give me what you think is the best, what you think they'll like. She was very specific. This image is going to go for so-and-so. This image is going to go for so-and-so. And then she told me, this is going to go for Argelia Atilano. And I was like, oh, that's great. And so she invited me to the, attend the event. I was going to try my hardest to make it. I had a work function. And Stephen and Dan were like, I, and I love Stephen and Dan. I know Roseanne feels the same way about Adhelia. We all feel the same way about Stephen and Dan. They're just, they're beautiful, beautiful people. And so Stephen's like, this would be a great introduction for you to meet Adhelia. And I said, I know. I said, but you know what? If it's meant to be, and Dan, and Stephen knows this about me, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. It's all in God's timing. It's going to happen. So now we fast forward. Adelia says, I would love to meet with you. I said, I'm at work. I could meet you. So we meet down the, the street at a coffee shop. We go big round table, big, beautiful round table. We put our phones. I love to say this because I don't know who does this, but we did it and we both did it. We put our, our phones in the middle of the table face down. Without telling each other. Without telling each other. And we sat there for almost three hours, finishing each other's like like questions, like sentences. We had so much in common. And she says, "Okay, girl, I have it in me to create a children's book, and this is why." And so she shares it with me, and I said, "You're not going to believe this. I have a desire." <laughs> to illustrate a children's book, but I don't want to write. I'm not a writer. Like I could make things look pretty, but to sit there and tell the story in written form, that is not my gift. 
And so um, she's like, let's do this. And so we're like, okay, let's do this. So our girls at the time were eight, nine, and 10. So Bella is eight at the time. Tatiana's nine. Gami is 10. So it was perfect. So the next thing to do was to bring the girls together. Now, what are their chances that the way we connect, her and I, was the same way the girls would connect? It was like family. It was like if they were cousins, and it was really beautiful. And so it became this friendship. And as we played around with ideas and what we wanted to, the beauty of this whole thing is respecting where what the gift is and giving space to the other person, the co-creator in, in a project, right? She trusted me 110%. I trusted her 110%. And then when we would come together, it fit perfect. Like it was pieces to a puzzle that it was like, oh, there was never, the only ones who would, would change any like written form or anything were the girls because Adhelia would write and then the girls the girls would be the ones to read they all the editors. stories. Oh, they were the editors. They were they the were editors. editors. And they oh would tell God. us, yay, nay, expand more on this. I like this, you know, wow. and Archie did a wonderful job right from the beginning. And so from my end, there was nothing that I said, oh, I think you should go a different route or cut here or cut there. In fact, I would be like, you aren't, you're not cutting anything like this. Is, <laughs> no, you need to tell this story. I would tell um, that. Oh, I think I went overboard with Selena, which I yeah. really like, <laughs> you're not going to cut anything. You're not. <laughs> because sometimes I fet like some of the stories were a little bit lengthier than the others. I was like, yes. Yeah. I need to like, she's like, go. You're, no. you're like, you're like, I got to be equal opportunist yes. for all of them. Right. Yeah. 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 So we did that and we created and all along the way, you know, obviously there's so many trailblazers, right? Your, the list is, was long and it's like, what do we want to do? And we had all these ideas and this was just one book at first. And then when we started to talk and we started to find out like our stories were even, they were closer than we even originally thought. Then it just became this, Let's form this partnership. Let's create more books. It, this wasn't about getting rich. And we said that from the very beginning. This isn't about making money. This is about putting these stories in the hands of as many children as possible. This is so our kids, our young Latino community, they could see themselves represented so that they oh can be God. empowered. And, and so as we created and we poured our heart into it, RG will agree with me. We started to realize this was for us. Yes. This is for like the little girl in us that wanted it, that didn't have it. And I remember we would talk about it and constantly Roseanne came up. If it wasn't for Roseanne, if it wasn't for <laughs> Roseanne. And yes. so many times we wanted to text her, but then there was nothing like, no, she has to hear this story in person because Oftentimes, like these trailblazers whose stories are told and are out there, they have no idea how impactful their influence is. And Roseanne did that. 
in a way, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer. I am, I'm not religious. I'm, I'm very spiritual. And I do feel like being attentive and sensitive to just God telling you move in these different ways. It's like if, I don't know, he whispers in her ear, like there's these things because Roseanne would stay connected with me throughout the entire, like throughout the pandemic, we touch base a few times and I'm like, I want to tell her, I want to tell her, but I wanted a finished book. I wanted to have it in my hands. I wanted to say to her in person, do you realize that because you did this, you selected me to give to Argelia this piece that spoke to her so much. Right. This is what came out of it. Oh my God. That's gorgeous. That and is so, beautiful. And so Roseanne, I mean, I said it to you the other night. You have no idea. Your fingerprints are all over that book. And so it's really such an incredible blessing to be able to share, to be in a space where your light is so bright and to be able to say like, oh, you're like our fairy godmother. Yes. La luz in candila. So much so, right? Like it's just so bright. Yeah. In awe of its majesty, in its glory, in its beauty. Oh my God, Roseanne. Uh, I'm I'm speechless and lost for words and you know, that's not like me, but, you know, we have stages in our life and I just turned 65 this year. So I'm in the, you know, latter stage yeah. of, of, uh, of my career in my life, not my life, hopefully, because my mom's still alive. She's 91. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah. as you get older and you reflect on the things you do, and I think Latinas in general, sometimes we're our own worst critics, Right. Mm-hmm we compare ourselves or we say, I should have done this, or I should have done a better job on this or that, or I should have earned more money. I should have saved more money. I should have, you know, done all these things. And so as you get older, you have more things to reflect upon. And so hearing that something that I did, because always making connections, not to benefit myself, but to help other people has been a passion of mine. And so to hear that I did make a difference, I mean, that right there is, is really, you guys oh, made yeah. my, my year. Aww. My Aww. So beautiful. And I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to meet you at this beautiful birthday party of a friend, a mutual friend of ours. And I'm like, when she said about uh, uh, your book, I was like, oh my God, what a blessing because I wasn't even supposed to go to the the birthday party. Do you know what I mean? But I was divinely led. I was divinely put in a place where I got to meet these beautiful souls, Anna and Roseanne. And then Roseanne saying, hey, 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 I know what? We're going to be on your podcast. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. And now I'm meeting you, Argelia. Someone that I've heard on on the radio when I was, you know, a couple of years ago. I'm like, hello. I'm like, yes. You know what? And everything is connected. You know, just like Roseanne connected me to Proyecto Pastoral, hence Anna and Gina and her mother and all these amazing, obviously your daughter, Fatima. It's, it's now I'm talking to Fatima about a beautiful project, you know, through her organization. And so everything's connected. And, and I really feel that God does know 
this is who you're going to meet now during this path. You might not want to see. You don't see it yet because we question ourselves all the time. Should I be there? Uh, well, what was the whole point of that? I don't. I, what, what, what did I get out of it? But you don't see the results until sometimes years later. And you're like, now I get it. And it's insane because this is a very obviously personal project for me because it's inspired with my daughter's situation. But in the end, I can tell you this. Now that I'm closing the chapter of my life by saying goodbye to 20 years at, at Kayla, it was the most difficult decision of my career. And what gave me the strength to move forward and listen to my heart was inspiration that I got from the women in this book. These women writing these stories gave me so much power to say, Argelia, it's time to spread your reins. It's time to grow bigger, yeah. break out. There's more to you. And had I stayed there, I would have never seen it. Yeah. But I was yeah. seeing it and God was telling me through this book, there's more to you besides mm. the radio and I've had you read read the the award. What does the award say? Because it has wings. So this is how I saw her. This is why it spoke to me. See, what do I need you for when I have wings to fly? Which ah. is called by Frida Kahlo. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Just the whole project in itself yes. is amiga. This, so, this, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just speaks to me, you know, and all of us. Yeah. I think. Oh, it does. It definitely does. And and for amigas out there, I know you can't see it, but she's holding a picture of a, a Frida Kahlo with wings. Just beautiful. I, wow. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, my God. Yes. No, it's a Frida. It's the famous Friditas that Ana creates with her own style inspired by Frida Kahlo. But this is a whole Ana's touch, Ana's magic, touching women, you know, and touching the little, the girl inside of us. So Yes. Yeah, who would have thought that this book and this art was going to give me the courage and push me? Do it, you know, you're not getting any younger. You need to pin stuff down. You need to start making your other dreams come true. And the only way it's going to happen is by letting go of that one place that you love so much, but it's not allowing you to grow more. It was painful, but it was was time. Yeah, Yeah. you had to create space for all these amazing blessings that are coming your way. Yeah, sometimes it's hard. It's crushing sometimes because I know that I've had to do that as well in my life with uh, practicing law as a litigator. I just kind of had to done, got to go somewhere else, you know, and blossom and, and figure the shit out. Because like, for instance, like this podcast, I'm like, who? I did not know how to do a podcast. Hello, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> so, but there was something that was calling. And just like you, Angelia, there was something that was already calling God works in mysterious ways, I always say, and look, what a beautiful blessing for you to create this, these stories. And, and not only this, but like even having your family be a part of it, these little girls, because they were your think tank. Yeah. Like what a blessing, right? I right. mean, eight, nine, 10, like you could not have done this even knew better you know? and, they, and they kept us on our toes because the pandemic came and it stopped the project you know like it stopped all of us and so there came a point where Anna and I were like wondering is this ever going to really see the light because we went through a lot of obstacles a lot of challenges with 
publishing the book, it wasn't easy. I mean, we had the drive, we had the passion, we had the energy, we had the talent, the art and the writing, but we needed a publishing company to support us in our dream. And that was a challenge because unfortunately not a lot of publishing companies see the void that we saw as Latina moms. And that was a challenge to get through certain heads, but we didn't give up. We're like, okay, if that's not going to happen through the traditional route, Let's put on our, what do you say? Your big, our big girl chonies. Yeah. <laughs> let's self-publish. And that yeah. was a whole different ballgame that we never envisioned. But you know what? The girls were like, when is a book coming out? Mommy, when is a book coming out? And we're like, it's coming out. And we're like, we don't know if it's coming out. But, <laughs> it, you know, like you have these three beautiful reason and motor pushing us. And we don't know if it's coming out. But for them... We're like, we're committed. We have to deliver. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. And what we didn't realize was when we chose to self-publish and take on the project, we went and we restarted from scratch, not the writing or the art, but just redoing this whole layout book, everything. We didn't know what we were doing. We have, we always say we have a small but mighty team. And then it's printed. Now it's done. And it's like, you guys are going to launch. We're gonna, you're going to launch the book. And it's like, you should have prepared a launch campaign four or five months ago. And we're like, oh, okay, well, now we know for the next book. <laughs> but we went into it like, you know what? We keep doing good. We keep feeling like we're, we're listening to God's call and sharing our gift. And moving it forward, we keep saying we're depositing in the universe's account, right? And it's going to come back. And doors are going to open. And you know what happens? Because of the relationships that both Argelia and I have, these doors were open. Luzma from Univision, from Espirita America, was like, I need to launch this. You need to launch your book here. Like, this is it. Insistent. There we go to Miami. We meet with another friend, dear friend of Angelia's that says, and he was the first person that I remember hearing this. And I, I will always be grateful to Hyman for this. He said, I want to be part of this movement. Wait, what? Man, it's, a, it's, it's a movement? Uh. Like, I remember hearing that. And then we, we had a meeting and Joey came on board, um, who is this badass, just with the, the station and said, we could do X, Y, and Z with Hyman. They came and Joey's like, I believe in this. I believe in this movement. There's that word again. And I was like, wow. And we got off the phone. Remember I had yet? These men. Yes. These men and see it and they're calling it a movement. They're calling, wow. it, a movement. They're calling it a movement. Jaime has, has a daughter. Jaime is the general manager of KLCS PBS. So he sees the value, which is LAUSD's official TV station. So he sees the value of representation because LAUSD, I mean, let's talk about the percentage of. Right. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then you have this producer, Joey, who is not a father, but has, is an uncle. He sees the value of wanting his niece to see these faces. And this is a man that is not even Latino. Yeah. But he sees the value of diversity and inclusiveness. Yeah. So these angels, you know, people that we've known across 
the years through the industry, I would just, I like, like I told Anna, the day that we got the book delivered from the published, the self-publishing company, I went outside in my yard. I went into the sky. I told God there it's done. My part is done. The rest is up to you. You just follow the way and I am right behind your back. And that's what he's been doing. And that's it from there. These, they came and they created these beautiful vignettes. We have very little input other than Argelia's story, narrating it, and my art. Like, that was our contribution and all that other magic. They put it together. It aired. It was on a loop for the entire Hispanic Heritage Month. Like, these beautiful pieces. And it just kept going, the momentum. We had people, we want you to be a part of this, and we want you to be X, Y, and Z. And even the beauty of Roseanne, that night that you gave the award to Argelia, Gina was also a part of that, that ceremony. And, okay. and then yesterday, Argelia was speaking at her event, and Gina is a powerhouse. That beautiful woman is, wow, amazing. And so it's like full circle. And you know what was really neat was that Gina, she gifted, she gifted so many books to her attendees and she's gifting to the school and like just her heart. And so we're like, wow, these people are stepping up from the community and saying, you know what? I want to be a part of that. I want to share this. And what do you do? We just, I, I sit in my car sometimes and I just like, oh my God, like, I don't know what else you could do. Yesterday was such a high. And then Tuesday comes along and we have all these different things. And then Angelia gives all this good news. She's sending it, sending it. And then we get an email. Well, no, I go online. I have to share this story. Go I'm going to share it on the podcast, but it, it's yeah. fun. So this would be you're a good story. You're going to get an exclusive, Jackie. That's right. You you will. Know, uh, this is what's going to happen. It's like this podcast is going to be probably three podcast episodes. <laughs> yeah, no. And this is what you guys are going to love this. And so I'm looking at the orders. I was away. I was out of town last week. So I'm looking at the orders and I see an, a name that looks familiar. Olga Castorio. Oh my God. No, that can't be. And I said, no, that can't be her. That can't be our trailblazer. She didn't buy it. She, she placed an order on our website? No. And so then I look at her email address and I was like, she has the word fly in her email, right? And I'm like, RG, I need to talk to you. So I'm like, can I? And then so we talk on the phone and she was like, I think that's her. I said, okay. And I said, all right, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to send this person a crazy message. So I sent her a message and I said, thank you for your order. I'm going to go out on the limb here, but are you the Olga, right? And then I go into this whole thing and I'm like, the oh, and I'm like the OG fly girl. Like, is this, could this be you? <laughs> like, could this be you? The one could in this the be you? And <laughs> she said, yes. She said, oh, yes. She was yes. buying the book. She was oh buying. Oh my God. Wow. And I wow. was like, oh my God. And so, yeah, so I told Argelia and she was so appreciative and thankful and sending us hugs and wants to share it with her family. 
And here we're like, we were trying to find a way to get this book. We have a box of stuff for you, like all these things that we prepared for all our trailblazers, but it's hard to get connected. Yes. So as much as we're trying, you know, it's kind of like what Roseanne said, right? You need that warm introduction. Yes. I mean, we might get it and we're going to believe, we're going to continue to believe that we're going to get them. Absolutely. Um, But in the meantime... We could just send it to a P.O. box, but then you never know if they get it. So this wasn't such a highlight last night. That is so awesome. So, amigas out there, if you're connected to any of these 12 trailblazers, please, 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 please please email us. I may, okay, just don't quote me on it, but the, you know, the Honorable Sotomayor, my beautiful angel friend has this amazing son, smart as can be, who has worked in the government political side and has been at parties hosted by the Honorable Sotomayor. So I will make sure to get in contact with my girlfriend to see whether that could be a possibility. Thank you. Okay. So yes, thank you. I'm definitely, yeah, because this is amazing. These are 12 amazing, beautiful souls that we get to hear from. And this is not the only book that's going to be released by you guys, right? Yeah, we have our ideas. We came back from Miami. We laugh and we say, we can't even tell you what the trees look like in Miami because (laughs) we were just so busy and we were there for three days. Huh? Three days. days. And it was nonstop. And we came back on the plane ride. And we literally, for that five-hour trip, we were brainstorming. Okay. Okay. Next book. Third book. Okay. Put this for the fourth book. Okay. This is what we're going to do. And our list. And this is, oh, my God. We're going to tackle this. Yes. And what are we going to do? And on top of everything else that we have, because she's, you know, Omar and, and Omar and Argelia, they still have a lot going on. Yeah. And so we're excited to see what's in the works. And so we have ONA and then, you know, I have all my art stuff and the kids and, found, you know, the whole thing. And so we're like, we're going to have to create this whole collection. So it's been exciting. Exciting. Yes. Oh, my God. And please let me know how I can support you because this is, I mean, I would love to be you know, I don't know. It, hopefully I'm, I'm able to make that connection for you all. I want to be a part of this and in whatever fashion, even if it means that I, I want to, uh, your secretary, let me know. Oh, <laughs> oh, sweet. Thank you. No, but the book has been receiving a lot of support from teachers. So if there's teachers watching this, thank yes. you so much. We've, we've heard so much from teachers that have literally taken out of their own pocket to not buy just one book, but five to 10 books for their classroom. We have teachers that have their students already doing book reports uh, based on the story of one of the trailblazers. Mind you, this book is a bilingual book. So all the dual immersion schools, this is what they're looking for. It comes at a perfect time. When we started to work on this project in 2018, ethnic studies was still not on the table. Now, I mean, as you know, ethnic studies is officially of course, you know, in schools in California, I'm not saying it's mandatory, but now it's it's being offered because California became the first state to implement ethnic studies, thank God, right, in, in public schools. And this 
is like it fits in perfectly. We're not saying that this book it should be part of the curriculum. We just want the book to be visible in classrooms, in school libraries, where these libraries need to be updated because they have very old books that need to be updated with the proper information, by the way. And our kids deserve better. Our kids deserve yes. quality books. And that's why Anna and I, we didn't care how much we were going to invest in the hardcover and the quality of the books. Our children deserve to see themselves represented in a high quality book that's going to become a collector's item. That's what we want in their homes, in their hands. And it's not just for the child at the house. It's also for the mom, la tia, la abuelita, that because of their upbringing, they didn't get to hear these stories. Like I did. I didn't get to hear these stories when I was a child. And right. so it's becoming a very multi-generational. Yeah. So it's so interesting because we've realized in this movement, right? And it's like, we're still, it has to roll off our tongue. So we keep saying it more and more. We're finding that the support that we're getting, not just from the Latino community, the Latinx community, we're getting it from outside as well. And that's that there's this beauty, right? So Angelia and I talked about in creating this, we wanted to be, we wanted to build bridges. My, my background, my corporate background was in philanthropy fundraising. I raised money for some of the world's largest organizations and I did it for over 20 years and I loved what I did. And I always would say like, yes, we raise money for these organizations, but I'm in the business of building bridges. I'm in the business of connecting people. I am about relationships, thoughtful ask, best intentions, putting your best foot forward, making positive changes, bringing community together. Whatever you can do in your, like making an impact could happen in your backyard because that could have a domino effect, right? And so in doing this, we've been finding the outreach, the hands that are coming in are not just the color of our hands. There's all these beautiful multicolor and the beauty of sisterhood. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So we've committed, Adelia and I have committed and we said, you know what? We don't care the number. We wanna have these discussions. We wanna be in these social circles. So we don't know anything about law. We don't know anything about real estate, right? We, right. we don't care. <laughs> we want to be in these groups having a conversation with moms, with tias, with dads, talking about empowering our generation. Yes. That's what we want to do. We want to make yeah. sure that we are, we are there and we are starting and we're having this dialogue that is moving forward um, because it's not stopping with us. We're taking the leads from all the other wonderful Latina and, and Latino uh, authors and publishers and illustrators. We're, we're going along and we're on that path with them. There's so much. The void is huge. We need huge. more people to come step up and say, let's put our stories out there. So we don't want to complain. Yeah. Right. Oh my. We handled our shit. We said, hell hey, yeah. That's it. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. We're, we're going to, we're not going to complain. So we don't know, we don't know self-publishing, but you know what? We can figure it out. We don't know how yeah. to launch a book. Okay. Who cares if we fail? Well, for the next time, it'll be better. And yeah. okay. So we're, we're losing some sleep. 
we'll be better for it. We lost yes. and we're still, we still are. But you know, it's so interesting because like Anna was saying, she has her career. I have my career. Yeah, I'm taking a pause right now in the broadcasting world, but I have my career. And you know, if you're a mom, you know how busy it is between juggling work and the career and go get the kids and the homework <laughs> and the dinner and the workouts and everything. And I'm like, yeah. when, why in the world did I take on this project? <laughs> Why? I know. I know. I'm not the only mom that saw this void. I know. I'm not she did it, and she boy. did it so gracefully. But, but I, I saw know. you navigate that. So many moms <laughs> have seen this absence. Have yeah. seen how our kids come home with assignments, and there's not a Latina figure. Yeah. It's there, I, moms have seen it, and moms have told me, "Hey, qué bueno! So happy you guys did it because you're right. They don't talk about Latina figures, and not even during Hispanic Heritage Month." Yeah. Really? Yeah. And so yeah. I'm like, how, why honey, did we get involved? I don't know. I just felt something. I was so frustrated, maybe because I lived it as a child. And I'm like, this yeah. can't repeat itself in 2018. We could blame, we could blame Roseanne. It's Roseanne's yeah. fault. <laughs> <laughs> See, she, planted, she planted that seed. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I'm, I'm sure like Roseanne, what was it like for you? I mean, you like you're such a force and you've done yeah. so much for the community while handling full-time job a career your daughter who i just met yesterday is doing wonderful things i mean you are doing it all <clears throat> so for me i think as latinas we just do it like we you know hedia you're talking about you have a career you know how did you take this project on I always, people always ask me that, like, how do you do so much? And, and I've told my kids this all the time is that let your yes be yes and your no be no. So <laughs> this is how you handle your shit. If you commit to something before you commit, you better, you better follow through. Yes. And that's always for me, that's mm-hmm. been important is that if I say I'm going to do something, then I'm going to do it and I'm going to balance and find a way to do it. And so I only get involved in things that I'm passionate about, that mean something to me, and that are going to make a difference, not for me personally or for my name to get out there, but for the community that I'm trying to, you know, make an impact on. And so I think that's how I've handled my shit is that, you know, I I was a single mom and, you know, I'm so proud of, of my two adult children and my grandchildren and you know, I look back now and people say, how did you do it? How did, you know, I don't know. One day at a time. That's how I did it. One, one day, day at a time. time. Yep. One day at a time, one foot in front of the other. It's just bit by bit by bit. And, you know, one thing I wanted to mention is that, you know, how you were saying that you, you had no idea how to publish. You didn't know that you needed to have this, like, uh, what is it? The three launch. or four months, like, you know, launch yeah. and all that stuff. Right. But here's the thing. And this is the beauty of it is that action breeds clarity. Right? right? So the more you act on something, the more clear you're going to get. Yes. And so I love this. And then, you know, and the fact that you have men that also love it, right? And men, yeah. And considering this as a movement, because amigas, this is a movement. Mm-hmm. This is a big movement. I'm so uber proud of you all. And I can't wait to not only, I ordered the book and it's supposed to get here because you have like this, uh, like a premium, there's a like a special book. Like a that. box 40, set. Yeah, you have yeah, a box yes. set. 
Yes, that's what I ordered. I'm like, so I'm going to get the premium. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, I'm excited to receive it, but I also know that I'm, I, once I give it to my daughter, who's nine years old, this is perfect oh, for her. Perfect. Perfect. And I want other little amigas to read this book as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to be ordering some more. I'm going to spread the news because amigas, those that, that are our age know for a fact that we did not have any of these role models and how important it is to have them because it would have made life a little bit easier on us. Yes, definitely. And you know what? I want to share something really quick. When I was a little girl, eight, nine, we didn't get these stories, but we didn't hear about it. So I never complained. I never asked. I never asked my mom, why didn't they talk about Dolores Huerta when I was in third grade? Because I didn't know. It was, it, I was oblivious until, you know, you grow up and you're in high school and then you're in college. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. They've been there all this time. They've been hidden from us. But look at the, diff- the, the difference between our generation of growing up to how open-minded and how aware are kids. Why do I say this? Because Hispanic Heritage Month just passed. On the very last day of Hispanic Heritage Month, Annabella, my daughter, 10 years old, gets in the car. Mommy, I'm very disappointed. Today is the last day of Hispanic Heritage Month and not once did my teacher talk about it. I thought she was going to talk about it today. She didn't talk about it. And I'm talking about a school that's a public school, okay, because my girls go to public school because I believe in public education. I'm a product of that. I'm talking about a gifted class, advanced. I'm questioning the teacher. I'm questioning... The, like Hispanic Heritage Month is not for us. It's for, for it's for the rest, you know, the non-Latinos to learn from our contributions. Right. But I love what she did. She spoke up and she said, I want <clears throat> you to write an email to my teacher and tell her that you wrote a book called Grandes Dreamers about 12 Latina trailblazers. And I want you to tell her that on Monday, I'm going to bring the book and I'm going to read a story. So I'm like, you got a girl. I came home, very diplomatic. Hi, Mrs. I'm not going to call her out. I diplomatically told her what this mission was all about. She said, please, I'd like to see it. On Monday, Annabella comes home saying, guess what? I not only read the story, I gave the book to the teacher because she deserves to have it in the classroom because I want to see it there every day. And guess what? During lunchtime, I saw her grab the book. She walked to the principal's office. She comes out, looks for me in the playground and says, Annabella, tell your mother, thank you. We're going to buy these books for your school library. Woo! I I love that. You did that. Yes. Yes. Because she raised her voice. I would have never done that in the third or fourth grade because I didn't know that these women existed. But Annabella is aware, like all of our girls and boys are aware. Yes. And that is power. That is power. That is so much. Oh my God. Wow. So that love- says, Anna, we've done something right. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh my she God. shared this story. I was like in tears. I was like, this, this is why we did this. This is it. And it was so important. Our selection of women 
we, it's a diverse group of women. It was important for our readers to be able to still see them in spotlight and be able to follow them and know them, not just someone who, who has passed or someone who is popular because that's all we ever hear is, you know, and we adore her, Dolores Huerta and Alan Ochoa. We love them and we honored them and they're in our book. But there was also Sandra Cisneros, beautiful author. There's Justice Sonia Sotomayor, like, oh my God, AOC. I mean, we even put JLo in there. And some people might have been like, why did you put JLo? Why not? <laughs> Do you see everything that woman accomplished? Yeah. At the yeah, end yeah. of the day, you look at her contributions. Right. Let's look at what these women did. Rita Moreno, like the list, Lori Hernandez, go, it goes on. We yeah. were very, we were thoughtful in who we put in the book. Yeah. For our first, our first 12. We have the list. We're continuing. The list keeps growing. We keep coming up with all these different ideas. We're like, oh my God, did we set out just to illustrate books and write children's books? You know what? Yeah. I think that yeah. God was like, in addition to all the other things that you do, this is yeah. also the gift and the platform. So we're yeah. going to do right by, by those gifts. Oh, oh my God. Music to my <laughs> ears. My Lord. What Jackie, a blessing. You know, I was going to say, I think that the public is very um, hungry for this information, especially since we didn't learn it in school books. For Hispanic Heritage Month, you know, I actually took something out of a good friend of mine, what she did during Black History Month, and she did a daily post, a not so well-known Black figures, you know, on social mm -hmm. media. So I did that for Hispanic Heritage Month. And yes, I did post about you know, the Dolores Huertas that everybody knows, but I tried to make a post on things that maybe they weren't as familiar about her, you know, or whoever I highlighted. And I did both men and women. And at the end, I got so many people that told me, I looked forward to your daily posts. And most importantly, I learned something. And I told them, you know what? So did I, because it forced me to do the research and to get this out there. And at one point I go, is anybody looking at this? Is, you know, I don't have yeah. a huge following or stuff. But to get the feedback that I did just shows what the need is out in the community to learn about trailblazers that have made a difference and learn more about their personal struggles because we all have them, right? I think yeah. sometimes as women, we think about, you know, and social media can be a tricky monster because either people post just the fun and the flowers or you have those on the other extreme that post the negative and you're like, why are you putting that out there? You know, <laughs> and all I say is we have to be authentic. And as people and as women, you know, it's not always easy. And but we have to know that you know, that too will pass at those tough times that we're going to get through them, that there is hope. And that's what I always uh, think about when I go through a, a hard time or when I now as an older woman, when I have women that come to me for counseling, you know, about marriage, because, you know, marriages are hard. You know, people, they think that everybody's is perfect. It's not, you know, and and there are seasons that we go through in, in relationships. So, yes, yes. And we, 
the great thing that we continue to illustrate that all through the breakdowns, there's always breakthroughs, right? And we're not perfect human beings, but that God bless us for not being perfect. Because when we're perfect, we're not learning. But when, when we are imperfect, there's so much opportunity for growth. Yes. And I think people forget to see the beauty in being imperfect. Right. No, we're always saying being different is special, being unique, being weird and rare. It's beautiful. But then at the same time, we're striving for perfection. Then then what, where does the message go then? Am I not supposed to be different because that's what makes me unique and beautiful, right? Yes, when you see the lives of, you know, certain people, oh, she's got it all. She's beautiful, perfect marriage, beautiful family. I see it on the social media, no suffering. No, 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 no. Everybody's going through their struggles. All these stories, these women, now with their success, we see the success. But that's what children need to see. They need to see what they lived before in order to get to that success. And success is not being famous or rich. Success is doing what they love. Right. It's measured in so many different ways. And it's so, it's so important to, to realize that we often don't know what our gifts are at a young age. Mm -hmm. Right. I I didn't step out. I didn't decide to leave my corporate career that I worked my ass off. Right. And loved to decide that, you know, when I was in my mid forties, Oh, I'm going to leave the corporate world behind to pursue a full-time job as an artist. Like what? Like (laughs) it was crazy. But you know what? To my, my then nine-year-old, I remember the first day I picked her up from school after I had left my job, her teacher said, congratulations, Mrs. Alvarado. Tatiana told me that you, you left the corporate world behind to pursue your dreams. So all I know is that for me, being able to do that with my children, even at this age, it was important. And RG and I both say this faith over fear Mm. and being able to step out. And for all your podcast listeners, all of us, we all took a gamble on ourselves, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did. It's good to be uncomfortable. This is the good uncomfortable. It's okay to fail, right? It's okay to not know. Right. Um, but it's the moving forward and acting on it. Should I send that message? Send it. As long as it's not a drunken message to an ex. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. But if it's those things that says, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to, I'm going to give this little Fredita butterfly piece to Archie because it speaks to me and I'm going to gift it to her. That obedience, that sensitivity to that spirit that says, go do and you do, it does this. It plants it. And I think we need to be more sensitive to that. Be more aware of our surroundings and look how we could contribute and what we can do to empower one another. And I thank you. I thank you, Jackie, for creating a space, for creating a space and 
and being able to allow us to share this story and to be able to thank Roseanne publicly because everyone needs to hear our fairy godmothers. Yes. Yes. We love her. And I'm so excited. Roseanne, I'm so excited for you to continue to see all that comes from this. And uh, we need to get the book um, in your hand. Yes. And I... You know, I mentioned earlier, I'm kind of in the winter season of my career, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to continue to pursue my dreams. I'm a very creative person. And so I know that there's a second act to whatever I'm going to do. And Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that. I mean, that's, you know, I wish I could do it now, but, you know, I still have a few more years in order to financially prepare, but I'm ready to do that second. And I think that the second act For those of you who are scared or thinking, you know, my life's over and you're only 30 years old or 20 and thinking, I, you know, I didn't go to college or, you know, I didn't get the dream job that I thought I was going to get or I'm not where I'm at. Hey, life goes on and never give up on your dreams. Uh, Age is just a number, you know, it's a number. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that because I've gone questions. Are you scared? Are you sure that decision that you made? And many people might question and say, I made the stupid decision in my life of leaving an amazing place. But others will say, you made the bravest decision of your life by leaving an amazing place that gave you so much, but that you were not being fulfilled. I'm not saying I wasn't happy. Of course I was happy, but I was too comfortable. I was too um, stagnant. I became Mm -hmm. too... Settled in. Yeah. And I don't like to be settled in. I like to be all over the place and do more and and see more and give more. And Omar's like, we do a beautiful job every day of making people happy, putting a smile on their face, informing, entertaining. But that's for our people, for the community. But what about for us? You know, there comes a time where you want to do other things that fulfill your other half of your heart. And that's and the age shouldn't stop us. I'm 46 and I feel like I'm unstoppable right now for some reason. I got more tools because I've gained experience through the years. And, mm-hmm. and the age, it's, it's al contrario. Look at the yeah. years of experience thanks to that number. Yeah, yes. Absolutely agree with you 1,000%. I feel that, I, I don't know about y'all, but being in the 40s, has really opened up my eyes to bigger things. Like mm-hmm. I felt I was so limited in just in the law. And yeah, there's honorable things and blah, blah, blah. And you, you know, all that stuff. But there was something brewing in me that I could not just keep it quiet. Uh-huh. It's like, I, yes, I'm serving clients and whatnot, but I just like, I know I can use my gifts and talents in another way. And putting this podcast is one of my gifts and talents to showcase beautiful women such as yourselves, to showcase the love, the guidance, the love, the divine through you onto the rest of the world. Because this is a podcast that is all over. And I can't wait for all my amigas out in the universe to hear this episode and, and these fantastic faces and beauties and I oh, amigas, yeah, God, I, 
I always say this, but shit, we, we have to end the conversation at some point, right? <laughs> we'll do a part two, right? Yeah, we will. Yes. We'll get together over dinner and wine and we will have a continuation. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that. So, amigas, before we part ways, I'd love for you to give me one tip on how an amiga can handle her shit. So what I would say, the one tip is believe in yourself, right? Don't worry about what other people think that you can or can't do. If you think you can't do it, then you can't. But if you think that you can, you're gonna, that's going to help you overcome any challenge or obstacles. So believe in yourself is a way of handling your shit. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, next in line. Who's next? I guess I can go, I'm going to say, dress up, put on your lipstick, wear your hoop earrings, give your best, best, like your best is best, and God seriously will do the rest. He will handle it because if you give it to the universe and you really communicate with God what what your intentions are, your dreams, even your worries, because mind you, God already knows what's going through here and what's going through here, but he needs to hear it from us. So we need to really speak to God and touch our spiritual side and he will do the rest. Yeah. It's a living proof and I'm a living testament of that. It really, mm-hmm. I'm scared, but as long as my faith is bigger than my fear, mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay. Amen. Faith bigger than fear. I love that. Oh my God. All right, Anna, it's your turn. Learn to quiet the voice inside that says you're not good enough. You're not supposed to be here. There isn't a place for you. The time is not now. What are are you thinking? Learn to quiet that voice and instead take a chance on yourself and say out loud, I am enough. I'm more than this. That seats for me at that table. This space was created for me. I'm magic. I belong here. Don't be afraid to hold space. Take up all the space that you need and make sure that when you have those opportunities, even in a crack, shaky voice, you share your story. And whatever way you express yourself, you share it because that is you. And if you don't do it, somebody else will. The universe doesn't wait. It just moves. And God will say, okay, I've opened these doors for you. And it's up to us to step into it. Yes. Oh, my goodness gracious. Amigas. Wow. 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 Believe in yourself. Stop those noise, those voices in the head that tell you you're not good enough. That imposter syndrome, right? That hey. is forever present, especially, I mean, in all of us. I would yeah, say, every day. We fight it every day in some sort yeah. of way. You look in the mirror and, oh my God, I, I need to lose X amount of weight. Oh my God, I don't, I didn't say this properly. Oh my God, I didn't do this. We're constantly doing that. And we're so hard on ourselves. What happens if we're actually kind? It's okay. It's okay. 
learn how to say it the next time you say it, right? Okay. Yeah. Maybe don't eat all those cupcakes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, if, you know if but we, maybe if we were kind to ourselves, you know, what we see in others, when we compliment others, why is it so hard for us to do that with ourselves? I, I still don't understand that. Right. Yes, I know. God, I often grapple with that. You know, it's, it's, today I did a, I wrote a letter to myself, to my little girl self, oh. because I need to remind myself, mm-hmm. like, hello, you were given these God gifts. Yes. Stop it. Stop it. And so, oh, and having you all and talking about this and this beautiful book that you're all a part of. Oh, God, we need this again. We need this again. And I can't wait to get my book and then get the next book and then the next book and then the next book. Keep <laughs> on going. Have, keep on yes, going. You will have a series. The full yes. Series. Yes. I, yes. Thank you so much, amigas. I love you all. I can't wait for us to see each other in person. That's what I and, I want to see Roseanne in person and thank you in person for for what you did a few years back and never in our wildest dreams that we think that we would be Zooming still during a pandemic, you know, but we made it happen. Yes. We we got our shit done and made it happen. (laughs) That's right. It did not stop us. Exactly. No, No sorry, Bob. No sorry, Bob. So, amigas, thank you so much for being here, for honoring. It's been my honor for you all to be here together with me in this lovely afternoon. It's not lost in me that that you all are very busy women. And I'm so grateful to you all. And I can't wait to see Grandes Dreamers in every freaking school in America. That is the plan and the mission. Thank God. Yes. And I will do my very best to promote it as much as I can. Thank you. Thank you so much, amigas. Thank you. Thank you. Gracias. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.